tears and momentary bliss We could do so much better than this Oh Rita, oh Rita Oh hi, I'm Sadwater and this is Sadcast episode 92 So uh, I'm going to wing this one for the most part Because uh, everything is coronavirus That's the... That's actually what this podcast is brought to you by. Supposedly, I guess coronavirus is, has become such a hit with the world that it's, uh, it's the biggest corporation. It's controlling everything. So this podcast is brought to you in part by coronavirus. This podcast is also brought to you in part by the all-new Nissan Sentra. Refuse to compromise. Let's listen to the commercial. So I'm going to hold on promoting you this quarter. Cool? Drop the taco. Get in the car. Does this Sentra feel like a compromise to you? Wait, what? The handling, it's good, right? No compromise there. Nope. Watch this. Rear automatic braking. So if this Nissan Sentra isn't gonna compromise, why should you? You're right! Atta girl. The all-new Nissan Sentra, with more standard safety features than any other car in its class. Atta girl, atta girl, go get your promotion. Your white male boss is not gonna stop you this time. Thanks, Brie Larson. Thanks for giving that girl her gumption and and her uh, her grit, you know? Th- and thanks, Nissan Sentra, for refusing to compromise by buying a Nissan Sentra. You know what the Nissan Sentra looks like? It looks like it looks like a car that was drawn by a five-year-old. That's what most cars look like nowadays because style doesn't matter anymore. It's uh it's about you it's a it's a it's about utility. It's it's uh can it get me from point A to point B? Things used to look nice, but you know what? Refuse to compromise. Innovation that excites. They they refuse to compromise on the slogans. But that's about it. That's about it. Other than that, it was drawn by a five year old. And that's the design. That's the design we get. But you know, at least we get Brie Larson in a commercial giving that girl her um the the oomph you know the balls task for a raise you know reason there's many reasons why women get paid less than men uh but but one of them is also that they just don't ask for raises they're not as pushy as men when it comes to that but it doesn't matter you know look we're a new society right now we besides living with corona which you know seems to be fine we also get our information from commercials and from celebrities and they they are really good teachers you know facts are stupid we gotta we gotta just uh let the brainwash happen with these kinds of commercials but it doesn't work you go woke you go broke and this commercial i just played for you which just came out on friday has uh not that many views it did i don't think it was as big as nissan hoped you know and you get a big celebrity like brie and uh you know it only has a hundred and eighty seven thousand views and twenty one thousand downvotes everyone hated it it got two thousand five hundred upvotes and twenty one thousand downvotes very sad you can't trick us you can't trick it's like these things are concocted in a boardroom by uh, the token female or whatever, and then 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 we get this and we get these commercials and and the the companies are like, this is good, we got we got we we won't get angry letters, 
and so on. But the 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 funny thing also is um they keep doing it. And people like Brie Larson keep doing look, full disclosure, I've probably mentioned this before, but I used to know Brie. We used to be pretty good friends. She used to be pretty cool. And then she realized in her look, when I knew her, her career wasn't really hot. She was in a stupid movie called Hoot, which was an environmental movie with Jimmy Buffett that they save um some they stop um they stop what's it called? A fast food joint from opening a new location, right? It's these three kids or something, and they stop a fast food joint from opening because uh, it's th- there's these owls in that location, and the owls cl- can get hurt or something. So it's called Hoot. So I knew her around that time. She wasn't really, she wasn't really who you know today. She, she w- her career was whatever, and then she started doing the. She saw the trend of political correctness, and she started going down that route. And she knew that the only way to eventually win an Oscar and get those roles and whatever is by playing that game. So she kind of cut everyone out of her life, started only becoming be, only being friends with famous people, and 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 then going to you know when you get an when you when you try to get an Oscar, if you're in if you're in a movie that uh, there's like slight buzz about, you kind of have to campaign for it. You're a politician. You have to go to all the parties, and you have to kiss ass to people, and uh, and yeah, and so she did that. And now she's famous, but you know the downside is then you're you're an inauthentic person who is a cog in the machine of the retarded system that the socialists control. They control uh, entertainment, they control tech, they control media, they control the universities and schools, and so on. So she's a cog in the machine with that. And um, a prizes, you know, you get a Marvel movie, and you get to be in a Nissan Sentra commercial. Innovation that excites. Innovation that excites. So we got that out of the way. Oh, and the comments were disabled on that video. I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe the, these things don't sell with mainstream America. Another person who, and by the way, okay, you know what? Let's just call this the name drop episode. I know Katy Perry. And uh, her career started to go to shit when she fully backed Hillary Clinton. Most of her tweets and posts were about Hillary Clinton. And, um, and guess what? Most of her audience is in middle America. And you're going to lecture most of your audience? In private, you can have your views and all that. But do you really want to be uh, um, the voice box for the elites? Do you really want to do that? I don't know. I mean, you're, it's kind of like the, the, the girls on Twitter that have the, their OnlyFans link in their bio and their PayPal and Cash App and all that link in their bio. And they sell their nudes. It's, it's like that. Like, what's the end game? What's the end game for you? You're going to be used up. You're going to be a used up empty vessel with nothing to show for. Okay, you were able to pay your rent and you were able to travel the world and you were able to to have a, a car and all that. But you're going to waste your 20s on that? Maybe even your 30, 30s on that? What are you going to be left with after that? It reminds me of Joe Biden. I wonder, what, I wonder if Joe Biden is going to eventually, to get the youth vote, if he's going to put his OnlyFans... Uh, account up if he's gonna make an only only fans account by the way for those of you that don't know only fans is is basically a place where young girls sell nudes to guys and they make a shit ton of money because both of the sexes are fucked and technology has some of its upside has some upsides but 
I see it more as um, extremely detrimental to the relationship between the sexes, the rise of loneliness and all that. But back to Joe Biden. This all reminds me of him. So I'm, I'm assuming that we're soon going to have a, a Joe Biden OnlyFans account, you know, to reach the youth vote. He won't even know what that is. He's going to just be insulting random people. <laughs> Joe Biden's Joe Biden's OnlyFans won't be nudes. It's just going to be insulting random people and uh, calling them malarkey, dog face, pony, lesbian face or something. I don't know. He, he, he his His insults are stuck in the 1930s it's actually fascinating so i think i think joe biden's only fans account will be just random insults to people who work in car factories and uh, blue collar jobs and then also it's going to be a compilation of videos and pictures of him sniffing random people's hair and mainly little little babies he does that a lot it's very bizarre and the reason i i'm i'm Merging these two things, the the empty vessel of, you know, the OnlyFans type girls and the Brie Larsons of, uh, you know, the cog in the machine and, and Joe Biden. The reason why I'm interlinking them is because Joe Biden's candidate uh, uh, candidacy is the most fascinating thing to me. I'm losing a bet because I didn't see this coming. I, I said he's not going to make it. He's not going to be the Democratic nominee. And now it looks more than ever that he is. But the crazy thing is, is that Democrats are so much more uh, conniving. Like they, the, the backroom deals that they make, the Republicans wish they could, they could think like that. You know, the Republican establishment hates Trump. And they could have literally used this tactic that the Democrats use now. Um, which they did to fuck over Bernie Sanders, which is keep Elizabeth Warren in just for a couple more days to fuck him over on Super Tuesday and to have Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar drop out. So then that props up Joe Biden. Joe Biden has no real fan base. He he can barely give a seven-minute speech, and he is in full-on dementia mode. Like, the guy is losing his mind. So he's a vessel candidate. He's a fake candidate. And the interesting thing is is that the the... Democrats are not going to have a say, like your friends, your friends who are Democrats or anyone who's a Democrat or who participated in the primary, the primaries. You're not going to have a say in who you're going to vote for in November. How interesting is that? I don't think this has ever really happened before. So we've had the most people run ever. There was like 20 people or 25 when it was at tight. And... all of that was a show all of that was fake and what they're gonna do is is uh they prop up joe biden who is fake not even there he's not there and the person that people are gonna have to vote for in november is whoever the vp pick is so the last person i can really remember that was vice president and in charge maybe the last and first like the only person ever is dick cheney but George Bush wasn't a fake vessel candidate. Dick Cheney weaseled his way into that position. It wasn't it was it wasn't by design by the RNC. Dick Cheney is that smart that he kind of weaseled his way in there. And uh and then at the end of uh, at at like the 7 year mark, their relationship was really bad and and uh Dick Cheney was kind of no longer in charge cuz George Bush 
was aware of everything. It took him a while, but he, he became aware of it. But now we have this whole new thing happening where um, they're just using using Joe Biden and they're kind of parading him around a little bit. They're trying to not they're trying to prevent him from being in the public eye for very long because they all know that this is just a joke. And whoever the VP pick is, it could be someone like Hillary Clinton. It could be Hillary Clinton. Without getting one vote, she will become the nominee. How crazy is that? You know, so I don't know. But back to the official sponsor, you know, before Nissan Sentra, is uh, coronavirus. And it just seems like, you know, I was going through my notes and going through everything I saved, and it seems like everything is just the coronavirus. Everyone's in panic mode. The stock market is so volatile right now that it drops down, it drops 2,000 points. The next day it goes up 1,600 points, and then again it drops 1,400 points. And we're back to where we were about three years ago, which is still considerably higher than when Obama left office. So we're not actually in a very bad position. And I think that this is all temporary. I think that in two months we're going to wake up from our hangover, our corona hangover, and we're going to realize this is all bullshit. And we were heavily manipulated. And it was... Look, call me a conspiracy theorist. I used to be way much more of a conspiracy theorist when I was younger, as anyone who is young is, typically. When you're young, you're try- you're, there's so much that you're starting to absorb and so much you're starting to notice more things. And things become a little bit more complex and you want to go back to that more simplist- simplistic time where everything made sense. Where your biggest worry was if your best friend was still your best friend, you know? And when you start hitting puberty and you become a teenager and you start kind of uh, paying attention to more things like that. And 9-11 happened around that time. So that, for me, that was like the biggest uh, impact for me to open up my eyes and not really trust the news and not trust politicians, not trust anyone. So you're more susceptible to to believing in, in conspiracies when you're young because you're trying to understand the world around you and and it simplifies everything conspiracies simplify everything but some of them are real so i still believe 9-11 was an inside job you can call me a truther i don't care i'm not saying bush did it i'm saying that we don't really know who did it and uh three buildings can't just fall down from an airplane three buildings fell down that day and there's other things, and I don't need to get into it. And it's not like the biggest thing in my life. It's not the thing that defines who I am. It's just something, it's like a remnant of my past. I'm, I'll always believe that. I'll always kind of be uh, dubious of of the official story. But um, one of the biggest eye-openers for me was Trump winning the presidency. It, it shows that those in charge and those who pretend to be in charge, meaning those who control, there are people in institutions that control narratives. And it, it's all an illusion. It's made to, to seem like they are more powerful than what they really are. And, and Trump winning the presidency was a really big one for me. So you can hate him. I don't care. You can hate Trump. It doesn't bother me. Half of the country does. But you, you can't ignore the fact that everyone hates him. The establishment, Republicans, Conservative Inc., the Democrats, the media, the tech industry, everyone hate Ch- the Ch- Chinese hate him, which I'll get to in a second with regards to this current conspiracy of mine. 
So everyone hates him, and he and he still won the presidency they, for four years, and it's still happening to this day. They're trying to kick him out of office, and they're trying to blame him, uh, blame everything on him. So it just kind of proves that those in power are feeling, for the first time in many years, that they don't really have the power, and that they really can't control the narrative. And that's why a video like the like that Nissan commercial I just played can have 22,000 downvotes. They have all the focus groups. They have the smartest people working for them. They're a billion-dollar company, and that's what they come up with, and no one's buying it anymore. No one, no one believes this kind of stuff anymore. Identity politics is part of a conspiracy. It's a divide-and-conquer tactic that they've always been doing, except it's, it's, it's now this is the new subject matter this is the new subject line identity politics and we don't buy it anymore you have someone like bernie sanders or elizabeth warren who their whole campaign uh is 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 built around that kind of mentality and uh in 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 online it might seem like it works and they get the most retweets and all that but it's a microcosm of reality it's not really how things are so you know they get duped Companies like Nissan get duped, and um, they these people, the elites, don't really have the control anymore. That's why they still go with the open border tactics. That's that's why they 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 want to call anyone who who considers themselves a nationalist a racist, and they want to they want to guilt you. That's why white guilt is a thing, especially with white liberals, because that's how you can get people to to bend over backwards, and just roll over and die. But it's, it's not going to work anymore. And look, I firmly believe that this coronavirus thing was created in a lab in China and released because they signed a, a trade deal that they didn't like. And they hate Trump. And they hate us. They hate Americans. And look, let's go back a little bit. In the early 90s the, the, with, with the Clinton's administration, we made all these trade deals with China because we thought, okay, Let's lift them up a little bit. Let's pump their economy with billions of dollars a year. And, uh, and, and let's start shutting down our factories and our manufacturing jobs here in the United States. And let's ship it over to China. And once they start making money, they're not going to be a communist regime anymore. They're, they're going to throw away the, the dictatorships. Uh, capitalism will cure all, right? The influx of money will cure all. And that's not the reality of things. The, the, their way of life for thousands of years has been that, has been communist, has been oppressive, has been oppressing the, uh, pe- their own people and animals and everything. They're brutal, brutal. They've always been like this. They're the first society with cities. It goes back like 40,000 years. They were way ahead of everyone else. But for some reason, they've always acted like this. So what makes you think in the 90s we'll tr- do some trade deals with them and uh, and ship all the manufacturing jobs there, and then they're going to end up liking us because they have some money. You know what happens? It makes their government, their communist government, their communist regime that much stronger and oppressive. And then they have black mirror... Um, technology with, with that that oppresses their own people they have a social credit system that that oppresses their people that's what they do so so they for the first time in almost 30 years they get a president who's challenging them and really punishing them 
and wants to bring back manufacturing jobs here. Again, you can hate Trump. I don't care. This is the reality of it all. And it, this is a direct threat to the Chinese. So uh, they sign this deal and then they go, oh, we can release this thing. It's like a kamikaze mission. I know that's Japanese. But the, the Chinese now, they just they went, went with it. And they, uh, they're doing this to fuck over Trump. That's my conspiracy. And the United States. And our economy. The problem is they, they did it a little too soon. They should have done this in September. The, the, the virus should have been released in September, right before the election, which, which would have really went into, uh, which, which would have helped the Democrats, which helped the, the Chinese, because you know who will bend over backwards for the Chinese? The Democrats. Do you know the problem with free trade? And this is why I'm one of the reasons I'm no longer libertarian, is that it doesn't work. Free trade doesn't work. The reason why we don't have world wars like we used to or anything like that is because of trade. But you can't you can't go into a free trade deal with some a, a country like China when you're competing with literal slaves. You know Chinese parents, both of them work in the factories. It's not it's not just the man. It's not just the man. It's the the husband and wife. They both work and live in factories. On average, they see their kids twice a year, if that, twice a year. So you can't compete with slavery. You can't compete with a country that is, is uh, you know, they're robots. They treat their citizens like robots, and the, and they're dis they're they're dis they're disposable. So the kamikaze mission is yes, this is hurting China. Uh, there's there's really no more export going on right now. No one's really buying from China. Factories are shut down. But the Chinese government is going to be fine because they can short they can short sell all the stocks and and drive our drive <laughs> drive our markets down. You know this is temporary. This is not going to be like this forever. And they they can uh, they can punish their own citizens, but the Chinese government's going to be fine. They basically you know the Hong Kong protests that kind of went away. So they solved their own problems too with this. And. Um, and and they're they're even more oppressive than they've ever been. I wouldn't be surprised if the if if the the organ harvesting has gone up. If they're just yanking people out of their homes, I'm not even talking about people who who have who have uh, said anything. You know you know they can arrest you for saying bad things about their government. If you if you talk shit about their president, their government, the police, or whatever, they can they can arrest you. And they harvest those people's organs. This is not just murderers or rapists or anything. They're doing this to regular people. So I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just happening. If it's um, if it's happening more and more because uh because of the quarantines and all that. I'm not saying there's nothing to to worry about. It's coronavirus virus is a real thing, but there's opportunistic people and opportunistic governments that are using this to their advantage. And I think it's a complete fraud. So I tweeted uh, a couple days ago. This is actually an, an interesting point I made. I, I, I don't think maybe, you know, it wasn't one of my more popular tweets, but I still think it's an inter interesting point. So I'm not, again, I'm not saying coronavirus isn't real, and I'm not saying that th the threat of the virus isn't real. That's all real. I'm saying the origins of it are completely fake. It didn't come from just a random. It's look, they eat like trash over there, and and the, it's gross how they eat over there. But I don't think it came from a market. 
I think it came from a lab and on purpose. So I said, for years, we've had elites espousing global warming, fear mongering without markets reacting because truth is revealed when we put our money where our mouth is. Again, so we, you know, we can have liberals in the media and, and politicians nonstop bang us over the head with global warming and, and doomsday changes of, of uh, instead of 30 years from now, 10 years from now, five years from now, we're all fucked. But the markets won't react to that because because it's like it's like a game of chicken. We can all believe it, but deep down we won't. And markets don't react to that kind of stuff. But I said, the panic and manipulation of coronavirus are valid. Hence, markets are collapsing. This has this never happened with climate change. This didn't happen with climate change. This didn't happen with the the Brazilian rainforests thing that happened like six months ago. Uh, this didn't happen with the Australian fires. This didn't happen with any of that. Because those things are, we blow things out of proportion. And I think that's exactly what we're doing right now. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second, but let me finish this tweet. So I said, the coronavirus fear is a concerted effort by globalists and the Chinese to destroy the trend of nationalism in Donald Trump's presidency. I still fully agree with that. But I think they did it too soon. So back to blowing things out of proportion. We're having a, a toilet paper and Lysol short, shortage. I went to CVS yesterday because I needed to buy some stuff for my house. And I cleaned my kitchen with those Lysol wipes. And uh, they ran out. And by the way, the, the, the hand sanitizer bullshit, that's always been bullshit. It doesn't work. It doesn't prevent you from getting sick or anything. It's, it's literally you put it on your hands. It says it kills 99.9% of the germs. And then two seconds later, your hands are filled with germs again because you just touched something. And then germs are everywhere. It's not going to kill you. And if if you're going to get if you're going to come in contact with the coronavirus, the mask won't help you. The, the washing your hands won't help you. The the Purell won't help you uh, because your eyes are exposed. It can go through your eyes. It can go through your nose. It can go through your your ears. It can go through if you have a little cut. You're you're fucked. But again, we blow things out of proportion. Do you know how I know this is this is we're gonna wake up from this in a couple months and we're gonna feel stupid? Um, if this was a real problem, look at any zombie movie. <laughs> look at any zombie movie, or look at reality. Uh, when a hurricane is coming, you know what you know what goes first: gasoline and water. And you know what? There's enough of right now. You can go anywhere and buy water. There's still water going through your pipes, and, uh, and and you can go buy gasoline. All those things are still available. Do you know what also goes when there's a real panic? So if there was like a, if there was really a threat with, let's just say, Iran and nuclear weapon or something, and we were we were the the doomsday clock was at was at the twelfth hour. Um, people would be buying guns like crazy. People would be buying ammunition. People would be bu- be buying gold. People would be buying things that if if uh, there was a total economic and and and, co- and and societal collapse, people would be buying things that would would help them. If there was total chaos and madness, so gasoline would be gone, water would be gone, uh, guns. There would be a huge shortage of that and ammunition, but there isn't. There isn't because this is pure bullshit. And uh, for a little frame of reference, in uh, 2012, 
I was convinced Obama was going to do martial law and con- and take all the guns and all that because of the the what was that shooting in Connecticut with the kindergartners? I forgot what that one was called. But um there was a lot of conspiracy stuff I was into 8 years ago also. And I was convinced that all these things would happen and there would be total chaos and panic and whatever. And by the way, it's it's not completely unhealthy to be a prepper. If it doesn't totally consume your life, I think it's a safe thing to do. I think it's good to be prepared. I think it's good to have like an escape route and guns and ammunition and gold and all these things. But I made a list. I made a list of things to buy because you never know. And I still have this list. So I'll read it to you as a frame of reference. As And I'll read it to you as a frame of reference as to why this whole panic right now is, is complete bullshit. And also why you can't compare a country that's getting hit really hard with this, which is Italy. You can't compare Italy to the United States. The, the, this, the density of the population is completely different there than it is here. We're a way bigger country. There's way more r- rural, I can't say that word, areas in this country. And uh, you just can't, you can't compare it. You, you can't compare it. Um, so my list consists of food supply, fuel, extra, in parentheses, bullets, knives, <laughs> water, water filter, flashlights, matches, backpacks, flint to make fire, uh, a bulletproof vest, gold, and a safe. And then I said, I need eye surgery. Hey, I, I did that a year ago. Check that off my list. And I need a Florida ID. I have that too. I think at the time... I um I added that to my list because I think at the time from what I can remember I drove for th- almost 3 years without a license because I refused to get a California ID and I still don't a uh, California license and I still don't have one. Um how do you buy guns over here? Sadwater, Josh, how do you buy guns in California? Well, I got a California ID, but I still don't have a California license. And uh it's it it's it's actually more significant now than it was then because now you have to there's a new it's called the real ID and you need to get that in 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 the state of Florida you don't need to get that some so some some states are not complying with that law and uh I don't want the real ID I'm still I want to keep my Florida ID and I want to still be able to vote in Florida I voted there in 2016 I, we still have a residency there so I'm, it's not illegal and um, if I get pulled over in California, I don't want to get a ticket. Cops don't want to deal with that. So far, it's work- worked, knock on wood. So um, at the time, I think I, I said I need to get a California ID because I guess uh, m- my license was up and I um, refused for three years to get a new one. And I, and I, I didn't even get stopped then. So it all worked out. You guys, it all worked out. So that was my list. That was my list. Um, and I don't see anyone buying these things. The panic is fake. The panic is what is a hoax. The panic derives from people glued to the TV, glued, uh, taking everything. Not they're not taking everything with a grain of salt. That's for sure. They're they're listening to the mainstream media. They're listening to the talking heads on TV, and they're listening to. The, the they're paying attention to the markets and and I think the fear is the fear is bullshit 
coronavirus is a real thing, and it's definitely something we need to work to get rid of. But we're going to wake up from this and feel very dumb. But you want to hear that... Oh, wait, before I get to that. Another thing. Why is toilet paper... Why is there a shortage of toilet paper? It's, um... First of all, if that's how you clean your ass, then you're stuck a hundred... You're a hundred years behind everyone. And the Japanese do it... They do it the best. They have They have toilets that... That, that play you in music and, and have a water show with lights and everything, and they, and they clean your ass. They're, they're as good and maybe better than bidets. And you know what? The bidet. Or even, or even the, the wet... The, the, what's it called? The, 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 wet nap, the wet naps for babies? That, why is it that with babies we clean their asses really well? But for, for some reason, we're having a toilet paper shortage because that is the only way people are cleaning themselves. You're going to walk around the whole day with shit in your ass. It's gross. So for babies, we make sure they're fully clean. But when you're an adult, it doesn't matter anymore. That's fucking gross. You don't need toilet paper. You need, like, very little of it. There's no reason why there's a shortage of toilet paper. We have more trees now than ever existed in the world. So, um, you're dumb. You, I've seen videos of people freaking out in Australia. And, and of course, they're fat ladies. Of course. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the fatter you get, the dumber you get. In this video, it was like three fat ladies who are beating the shit out of each other in a supermarket over toilet paper. Because you're dumb. There was another video out of the UK where... Um, the, it's like a Costco type of place, and they ju- you see them stacking it all up, like up to the ceiling, and then people are swarming around it like bees, grabbing all the toilet paper. And these are these are, you know, it's like Costco, so you're getting twelve rolls or twenty four rolls in a thing, and people are trying to gra- grab two of those, so you get forty eight rolls of toilet paper. That's gonna take you three years. You gotta learn how to clean your ass because the toilet paper thing is so stupid. There should never be a shortage of toilet paper. Um, you can't walk around all day with shit in your pants. I'm sorry, you're an adult. Does it? St- I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by this whole thing. Toilet paper. That's how you know this whole thing is stupid. That's how you know this whole thing doesn't ex- exist the way that they tell you. We're gonna wake up and we're gonna feel very stupid. But these are the types of people who panic and cause toilet paper shortages. It's in this video. Let me take in one second so I can play it for you. This is the video. And don't nobody want their child to be sick. And don't nobody want to take their virus to their house. Parents with children at Treadwell Middle and Elementary Schools are not playing around. Many wiped their kids down and some even sprayed them with disinfectant spray as they took them home Monday. And I wiped my shirt and backpack down when I got them out of school. Sure did. Gave them gloves. Sure did. Parents are doing this after they found out an employee who works at Treadwell Middle and Elementary came in contact with a person who tested positive for the coronavirus in Memphis. Some took more extreme measures. Two garbage bags. My shoes and came and Two sacks. Another sack. She has a garbage bag on her face, and and garbage bags on her feet. 
She's safe. Leaders with the Shelby County Health Department say this is not necessary because it's a very low risk situation for students. Still, family members tell me they don't want their kids in school. It's messed up. The flu came to my old folks and daddy, so what's up? We're going to die anyway. We're going to die anyway. I guess that's true. Um, the funny thing also is that schools are closing down. Oh wait, also there's going to I'm going to probably watch some hockey games this week with an empty arena on TV because the I think the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Minnesota Wilds, the the San Jose Sharks, they're all going to have to play in an empty arena. It's going to be fascinating. But I think the silver lining in all this is that the schools are um closing down and the universities are closing down. Harvard asked all their students to go home. To figure it out and go home. Everything is closed. And I think that's good because the brainwashing will subside for, you know, even if it's a month. That's one month less of brainwashing. So I think the silver lining is 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 uh, clearly there. You just have to find it. So I think the markets are overreacting. And, the star, you know, don't sell. You buy low, you buy now, you buy low, and you sell high. That's the rule. Okay? Freddy got fingered. Watch that movie. You'll learn something from it. One of the worst movies ever, but but you'll learn from that. So an MIT scientist claims coronavirus is a deep state fraud. Is this article calling me an MIT scientist? I mean, this is this is um. First of all, I've never been there. I've never been to MIT. I've never been to college. I'm not a scientist, but but this is very flattering. This article is calling me an MIT scientist. Look, I'll I'll take I'll take a, a compliment. When I when I when I receive one, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. But uh, this is completely fake news. I'm not an MIT scientist, and and uh, you know, and I'm not an Indian dude. Oh wait, no, this is not about me. I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. Now, look, I'll 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 acknowledge when I'm wrong, and uh, I'll still take the compliment, and I'll still pretend like this was about me. But uh, yeah, this this wasn't. I jumped the gun on this one. I'm sorry. But let's get to the little. Little article. So MIT scientist claims coronavirus is a deep state fraud. Uh, says hysteria is being fueled to manipulate financial markets. Look, I'm no financial market expert, but I said that too. I am basically as smart as MIT scientist Shiva Ayadurai. So he claims that coronavirus is fear-mongering, is a deep state fraud, manipulate financial markets, uh... Ayadurai, I'm just going to say his first name, Shiva, who is noted for controversial claim to be the inventor of email, has a PhD in biological engineering and is running as a Republican in the 2020 U.S. Senate election in Massachusetts. Responding to Donald Trump's claim that Democrats and the media are responsible for inflaming the coronavirus scare, he says far beyond what the fact that the facts would warrant. He agreed the panic was being overblown for political and economic reasons. So he tweeted, As an MIT PhD in biological engineering who studies and does research nearly every day on the immune system, the coronavirus fear-mongering by the deep state will go down in history as one of the biggest fraud to manipulate economies, suppress dissent, and push mandated medicine. Interesting. That's it. We don't need to read more about that. You get the point. Very interesting probably very true and um and look 
it seems like now it's, it took it took the Trump administration a little too long to get their bearings and 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 kind of fix this problem head on. And I don't I don't even know if they're still doing a, a good job or if they ever were with regards to this, but they definitely fucked up the the opportunity that presented itself naturally. So Trump's been tweeting about you know the election and Bernie and crazy Bernie and Pocahontas and all that and then and then he pops in about coronavirus once in a while but then he does these stupid takes that it, it, you're shooting yourself in your foot so he tweeted uh, a couple days ago he said so last year 37,000 Americans died from the common flu it averages between 27,000 and 70,000 per year nothing is shut down life and the economy go on at this moment there are f- 546 confirmed cases of coronavirus with 22 de- to d- 22 deaths think about that you can't you can't compare those two things are completely different things and the missed opportunity is that that he should now say this is why we're for closed borders this is why we should deport people especially people coming from um questionable countries and this is why we should manufacture domestically we shouldn't have to rely on chinese medicine or anything like that and um, and this is why we need to fight against Chinese style internet censorship because uh, th- these are tactics that that Silicon Valley still does in within our country to this day. They are using Chinese tactics of s- internet censorship, and we see the 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 repercussions of that in China. So we're getting numbers from China about the coronavirus, which are completely false. The same way that they give us complete false information about their their um their death penalty numbers they kill way more people than what they report again with the orvis heart the 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 organ harvesting and all that it, the numbers are way more they're, they're deflated because uh you know they don't want the world knowing how bad they are but it's obvious how bad they are they are our biggest threat in the world china is not iran not south not north korea not russia China. So it seems like there was a missed opportunity that he didn't bring up, um, you know, closing the borders. And this is the reason why we need the wall and we need to control our borders and and why we need to manufacture domestically and why we we are doing this new trade deal with China and, and, you know, punishing them and all that. And he still hasn't really mentioned any of those things. So I think that's a missed opportunity. But the worst of it all, guys, the worst of it all. And, and this is who I fear for the most, is, is the polyamorous community on Reddit. For those of you that don't know, and I mention this community once in a while, and I'm using that word very loosely, community, is, um, I guess it's an incestuous community. Uh, the polyamory means you have more than one person in a relationship. I mean, more than two people. So, you know, you have... Uh, another partner and and the the coronavirus it's very scary you know Th- this is a very precious segment of our population and i i saw something very troubling and i hope it's not a trend but you know it seems to me like the coronavirus is decimating the very stable polyamorous relationships it's so sad so i found a thing on on reddit and it said uh, the the headline is 
of this post, which was upvoted very many. It was a it was a big post. That's why I could see it. It said giving space in the time of COVID nineteen coronavirus. So then his post goes on to say, so my office has has us all working from home for a couple of weeks as one of the staff members' wife is undergoing testing. This means I'm now going to be home all the time for a couple of weeks. My wife has an online relationship that usually their interaction is mostly during the day while I'm at the office, cuck. I'm not sure the best way to really give them space during this time. So sad. Such a such an interesting and, and diverse kind of couple and, and, and way to form a relationship. And it's so sad that something like coronavirus is, is really putting us... You know, it's 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 stressful for this couple. It's so sad. Thruple, I mean. And then he goes on to say, I know that me being home will very much have a different energy in our tiny apartment. I don't have a separate office room for the other two rooms. The only thing I can think of so far that would be safe for all involved would be that I might need to take up long walks to leave for 60 to 90 minutes here and there with some coordination, so I'm very polite about planned return times. This guy is so scared of his wife and her online relationship. What do they do? Imagine working and, and bringing home the bacon and, and, and making the money and paying the taxes and, doing, and paying for their, their, their little apartment, their little tiny apartment. Imagine doing all those things for your wife to sit on her ass at home and it's probably a shithole that they live in and she probably hasn't made the place nice and she sits at home all day with with a fake online relationship with a complete stranger. Imagine being that guy. Imagine being the guy that is worried about ruining the interaction between his wife and some fucking dude from who knows where. You have to be a special kind of cuck. You have to be a special kind of retard to be worried about corona. This is your, this is the coronavirus concern with this couple. Anyone have any other ideas? I don't know if I'm a vector and won't be for a while, so I don't want to be going to libraries, malls, movies, etc. Um, this guy sucks, and the whole polyamorous community community sucks. It's funny because of the tweet after that. Um. I said something like, you have to be, you have, you're ugly. You're most likely an ugly person if you're, you're in a polyamorous relationship. And then literally the next day, today, I saw another post that said, have you guys ever noticed that, that people in the polyamorous community aren't really good looking? That there's really, it's really hard to find good looking people. Yeah, because good looking people have high self esteems and we're happy being with one person. One attractive person. And and all you dregs of society end up buying into this bullshit of having three, four, five people in a relationship. And uh, it's just, it's all your scores won't add up to nine or ten. You're that ugly. You're all twos. So if you're in a, if you're in a, <laughs> if you're in a relationship of four people, you're going to add up to an eight. That was math for you. That was math for you. And you're ugly. So uh, the last thing with regards to coronavirus is it's it's um, you can never be too woke. And and I have a health tip for you, a corona health tip. When washing your white hand, 
be sure to wash your black hand as well. So there was a picture going around the internet today of uh, hand washing procedures. It's a six-step thing because washing your hand is very complicated. And uh, and it says you need to do you need to wash your hands for sixty seconds for better hand hygiene. I don't think I've ever. I think I've the most washed my hands for, and this is maybe if there was dirt on it or something is maybe fifteen seconds. It's overkill. After that, it's overkill. Again, you're gonna touch something immediately after that's gonna fill your hands with germs. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Your bed is probably dirtier, and you you change your sheets once a week. Your bed is probably dirtier than your hands. How about that? Um, but there's, this is a six step procedure. I'm not going to read you the six steps because it's all bullshit the same way that the both hands, it's two hands, right? So it's a right hand and a left hand and, um, it's coming from the same body. But in this picture, we've been, we've gotten so woke that in this picture, it is a black hand and a white hand. That's how insane we are. We are so afraid. It's, it's like how the media is like, you can't call it the Wuhan virus. You can't call it the Chinese virus because that's racist. It originated from there, so hence it's the Chinese Wuhan virus. I'm sorry, but it did. If it came from Connecticut, it would be the Connecticut polo virus or something because they play polo there. It would be the Connecticut row team virus because it most likely came from the row team in Yale. Is Yale in Connecticut? I don't know. So um, it's not racist. It's, it's, it's like we're more afraid of being racist than, than a pandemic, than a full-on pandemic. Racism is the bigger problem here. And um, there was other things I wanted to get to, but I only have 10 minutes, and I promised you I was going to answer your questions. And, uh, for instance, I had a, I had a couple viral tweets. You know what? I'll get to it on Friday because I'm not going to do a whole coronavirus thing on Friday. I'll get to all that on Friday. It won't be old news. It will still be interesting by then. By then. By then. And uh, the news keeps piling on because there's other things I wanted to talk about that I am not getting to. Maybe I won't ever get to them. Like, I'll get that thing. I'll delete that thing. I'll delete that one. Um, So let me get to the questions. I'll get to a really long one before the other ones. So someone DM'd me, and I didn't completely understand the full question. But he said, Sadwater, how much government interference is acceptable for the common good of Western culture. I think it's funny because you can't govern, you can't make people be virtuous through legislation, but you can through programming. And we have no control over the media. We have no control over entertainment. We have no control over tech. But as long as we're in office, you can still vote in your you it, it, the president can still implement uh the the supreme court justices or the federal judges and all that which actually helps our cause and uh but it's really hard for instance let's just say with abortion it's really hard to fight the programming coming from the left because they're coming at you from everywhere and uh religious institutions aren't as as um First of all, for instance, the the Catholic Church has been totally taken over by by socialist left. Their pope is a socialist. So you, you used to be able to rely on these types of institutions to preach, you know, preach uh, these sorts of things, but you can't really rely on them anymore either. So I think it's it's important for 
maybe not legislation to pass with regards to everything, but the narrative. And, you know, for instance, I mean, like, like this, the schools have been completely taken over by socialists and communists as well. And I'm not just talking about the universities. Like, I would, if I was president, for instance, I'd completely, uh, I'd completely shut down the Department of Education. I'd, I'd, I'd end public schooling. I'd make it only private. And you'd have a real market, so there would be expensive private schools and cheap private schools, and you'd have a choice at who can teach your kids, but it wouldn't be dictated by the zip code that you live in. And you'd actually have a choice. And, you know, I think that would be better off like that. So you'd only be able to do it like that. But I, then I, with this, I said, I, I, I went on and I said, ask me more a more specific question. He said, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now, but... Are more intrusive, possibly authoritarian measures measures justified in your opinion? I know that's not much more spe- specific. Uh, sorry, and um, again, the the you can you can do it through backdoor ways, so you wouldn't be able to really do it um, so directly. I mean, you can with again certain things like abortion and uh, even marriage and gay marriage and all that which we kind of lost the war on that. And it was never about gay marriage. It was about indoctrinating children, exposing them to these things, normalizing the weird and all that. Like the, what they're doing with the whole trans thing, and, and it, which is a fad that kids are buying into, but it, it has negative repercussions. Unlike a fad of liking Justin Bieber when you're uh, uh, 11 and then growing out of him when you're 18, these things affect you forever. If, if, if your family buys into the transitioning and hormones and hormone blocker and all that and the surgeries, it's something that will affect you forever. So that's a dangerous fad. And there needs to be major pushback from that. And again, it, it, partially through legislation, I think it's totally fine, but mainly through the narrative, there needs to be major pushback. The problem with conservatives is they don't want the confrontation. We're, by nature, they're not confrontational. By nature, they just want to be left alone. By nature, they're like, we just want smaller government, but it doesn't work like that. Because the other side is that much more powerful, so the indirect ways that you could you could fix these sort of problems, and it would have to it would be a very very long time, but it would have to be a very serious. There would have to be serious measures taken, and you can do it through government force. Is something like um, immigration. You you have a massive influx of people coming from third world countries that that they're leaving because of socialism, but they end up voting for socialist politicians and 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 policies and these people do not understand what this country was founded on they don't have time to adapt and assimilate to this country and they end up voting for the 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 people who got them in that mess anyways that which is why they left this country so so an example is 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 something like immigration is mass deportation and close borders and build the wall and you let in people but but drip drip you 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 have a heavy screening process and all that and and there has to be there has to be a harder test to become a citizen it, or maybe it it's it's the sort of thing where like you you can have a faster pathway to this to citizenship if you join the army or something so let me get to some other questions uh love you for t- 
love for you to discuss current hatred in this country towards Bible believers. Well, it starts from the schools. I was mentioning that before. Um, we're becoming way more secular as a, as a society. And things like atheism used to kind of, before the internet, like before before the early 2000s, atheism was was a very small subculture. But the more people believe in technology and believe in propaganda like the global warming propaganda and all that and believe in party and 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 their the their party starts like for instance the most atheists are on the left and it's not like they stop believing in religion they just replace it with with politicians and with party and with government government becomes becomes their god so um it's it's again you're 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 gonna have to battle all the sectors you're gonna have to battle the the media entertainment the universities the schools and uh and the tech industry and it's just it's just too much and i don't think i again especially with open borders i don't think you'll be able to to win that war i don't think traditionalism is a is a strong selling point unless things get so weird that people naturally will, will gravitate to the towards those things I don't think I don't think it's a strong selling point. That's why it's hard to convince especially young kids to be conservatives because your whole selling point is, "Hey, let's stop progress because progress sounds nice. It always sounds nice. The new thing sounds nice. And let's just conserve and keep traditions in place and not change." That's not a strong selling point especially with young people. Um someone's question was the coronavirus was released intentionally to intentionally and officials are lying about the actual numbers yeah hey that was the, what this whole podcast is about the parasite movie i think it's a good movie i think you're bringing this up because a few weeks ago trump said something about it i still think it's a good movie i saw it before all the hype so so that didn't ruin it for me uh what years have the best movies um Maybe I'm biased because nostalgia wins this round for me, but the 80s, I think the 80s is the best decade for movies. The studios were taking more of a chance then. There was no, there was no, um, what's it called? There weren't like brands, like Star Wars wasn't really uh, what it is today. And, and like, so, so they didn't rely on those kinds of, those kinds of like franchises. There were no franchises. So uh, people took way more chances, and they were they were studios were looking at s- like new scripts. They wanted new, 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 new ideas, new ideas because the next thing could have been the, their huge hit. So the movies, each individual movies would cost like twenty million dollars, which at that in, in those days is like eighty million. It's still a lot of money, but they didn't rely on a two hundred million dollar movie to make all their money. And then with that, they can make these smaller movies. It wasn't like a $200 million movie and then $5 million movies. It was, it was kind of more in the middle. So more movies had a chance and original ideas had a chance. Is pizza gate real? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how narcissistic, <laughs> how narcissistic do you think you are? Also get a guest on your show. You can debate. It's hard to get guests. I'll try. Uh, narcissistic, I don't know, five? That's a that's a measurement of narcissism, right? F- five? I think I'm five. 
Um, next question. Constant, the constant hatred against males. Uh, I mean, that's a long one. If you're listening to this, ask, DM me with a more specific question. We can get it, get into it next time. Adults playing video games. Bad. I'm against it. I'm against kids playing video games. How, the, how about that? I'm against video games. Uh, anything special for Sidecast episode 100? No, not yet. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Can you understand good without evil? What? Shut up. I don't understand that. I don't understand your question. What are you talking about? Um, topic, states renaming streets, schools, etc., and taking down statues of Confederate generals. Again, that's progress. People want change all the time. They, the, the major problem with that is erasing the past. You can't erase the past. It's, it's really dangerous. And if you start vilifying your whole country for the, the sordid past, I think that's also a mistake. Because, you know, we're going to look back in 20 years, we're going to look back and be like, man, we were all so stupid buying into the political correctness and all that. And then we're going to be like, those people were evil. And then maybe it might be a vicious cycle and be like, everyone that was big then, we should burn all their books and all that. And I don't think you should do that either because then you're going to get into that whole uh, cycle again. And then we, and then we're not going to learn from the past. So I think that's all bad. Parents play illicit music, illicit, illicit music in front of children. Big problem. Millennials do it mostly. Thoughts? I don't think it's like a really, I don't think that's a big problem. Uh, I think a bigger problem is that they're not playing beautiful music in front of their kids. Imagine, imagine, it's not even illicit music that's a problem. I mean, all of it's trash. Most of it's trash. But when you have, you know when you have kids and, uh, like there's, for instance, that Baby Shark song, and you play music like that to your kids. I think that's a huge mistake. You're you're basically, like their their minds are like sponges, and you're basically making a mediocre person. You're like this is you're a kid. You listen to this. This is what you have to listen to. Why not play them Mozart? Mozart was eight years old when he was when he was like a rock star. Imagine in the car with an eight year old, and you're playing him Baby Shark. I think you're fucking him over. What age should people realistically be getting married and having kids? It, it, it's different. It's different. For men, for men, I think, in their 30s. For women, I think, in their 20s. And uh, it's different because of biology. And uh, women also mature way, way sooner. That's why in, in high school, you could be like, I like this girl, but she only goes for older guys. Why, why, why is she such a bitch? Why does she do that? Well, because she matured way quicker than you. You're going to take five more years <laughs> as a guy. Your, your brain isn't fully formed and f- fully developed until you're 25, 26, 27 even. So uh, many reasons. But, but men in their 30s, women in their 20s. Anime. Anime is bad. What do you think of psychiatry and being prescribed medication for mental disorders i know you're against therapy and i agree with you on that topic see next question so um i think it's all bullshit i think that i think there's a very small segment of the population that genuinely has a chemical imbalance and i gave you an example last week i said um that that testosterone levels are dropping drastically and you're going to combat that with medication you're going to combat that with with um Prozac, antidepressants, that's going to make it worse. You're digging yourself a deeper hole. What you need is to go to the gym. You need to get sun. You need to lift weights. You need to eat red meat. There's many things that you could be doing naturally that will realign yourself 
and uh, fix the problem. So I think for them, and, and, and also giving kids psychotropic drugs and, and, and speed and Ritalin and, and uh, Adderall and all that, and then Xanax to, to level them out. I think all that is way, way more dangerous. And that's why you have school shootings and all that. And that's why you have suicide rates, especially for teens on the rise. Um, among many other reasons, but the, I think the psychiatrists are the one pushing these kinds of drugs. They're more, they're worse than therapists. They're worse than life coaches. They're worse than all that, because I think it's a very small segment of the population. Um, I wrote a tweet that I didn't send out yet, but I'll read it to you because it pertains to this question. I said, psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, psychoanalysts, etc. never cure their patients because they are designed to be incapable of doing so. Imagine if doctors use term- terminology like breakthrough rather than cure. There you go. Um, are there other questions? Do you drink caffeine? Yes. I, it makes me happy. Uh, opinions on Mike Ma. Well, many probably most of you listening to this will not really know who Mike is, but Mike is a very influential person. I know Mike. I'm friends with Mike, and I'm working with him on another project right now. He wrote a really good book you should buy on Amazon called Harassment Architecture. And um, if you've ever heard the term clown world, he came up with that. And he was one of the people that that he created a hoax that that to this day people believe that you know the okay hand gesture and how how people the media will say it's a white power hand hand gesture and, and symbol um him and our other friend made that up it's it's it comes from him and they put it on um 4chan and it spread from there so he's an influential person are you going to be doing that other show that you talked about before yeah i'm working on that i am the influence of apps like Snapchat and Instagram on society's degradation. Uh, again, that's a that's a really good topic. I've spoken about that before, and uh, I should maybe do that another episode like that. But um, think about it like this: you're you would have not been born if those apps were were in existence when your parents were teenagers. Their relationships would have probably ended. They would have probably just been sleeping around with everyone else, like dating apps. You wouldn't have been born. And I think that, imagine how many people aren't being born because of them now. Uh, and also, they're making a whole generation of kids depressed. They keep comparing their lives to other people. It's unhealthy. You're also able to edit your life to make it seem like you have the best life ever. It's a self-perpetuating sadness machine. Um... The fact that Mike Bloomberg spent $500 million on his election campaign and still lost, that, I mean, look, that just proves that money isn't really dictating elections. It's the backroom deals like the DNC, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. That's what dictates elections. It's, it's, the, it's the media. And, uh, and even how, how, how Facebook is taking down Trump's ads. It's like those kinds of things can help dictate an election. It's, it's not really... A candidate having a shit ton of money. Jeb Bush had a war chest of two hundred and fifty million dollars, which he didn't burn through. He didn't burn through all that, but he was barely uh, uh, he was barely above six percent of the pop of the vote of the of the polls. What do you wish the younger you had known? 
Um, not to blow things out of proportion and not to be a little bitch and to embrace uh, un- uncomfortable situations and uncomfortable situ you know like living living situations or uh or like that like i i i or even or even stupid relationships like handling those things i think it's that more than anything also uh i was right about bitcoin and then i i was kind of egged on to sell the bitcoin i wish i didn't do that uh and i also i had like uh the foresight to buy a bunch of apple stock some gold <laughs> and uh, but i had to sell it all whatever uh parents showing kids f- oh, okay you already did that is it roman or what no i'm just reading these as i haven't our glute e- exercises cringe or based based especially if you're actually for both for men and women glute exercises are very important for women it makes them have nice butts which is very important. For men, it releases... That's where most of your testosterone is released. If you do squats and all that, it's perfect. That's like the most important exercise you could do. I want to partner with y'all. I don't know how since I'm not big. What? No. Fan account? No. Uh, This girl led me on, then told her friends she didn't like me, but I'm very... I'm very than her? What? I don't, I don't know what you mean. Okay, you know what? That's it. I'm done. And we're running 10 minutes too late. This is a longer podcast. But that is sad things episode 92. I am sad water. You just said I'd seen the bloodlands of Antino. The shotgun shack in Tupelo. But a brick circumference left.
Out of the Heartbreak Hotel 